is the Classic Metal Show right here on the theclassicmetalshow.com. That, of course, was Autograph from the Sign In Please record with a tune called Deep End. And on the line right now, checking in from the deep end of Autograph and the deep end of the pandemic and everything else right now, it is the bassist of Autograph. It is Mr. Randy Rand. Randy, how are you, man? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. I'm uh, in Florida right now. My uh, what? My wife got me a little gift to send us to Florida and see the ocean for a while since they let us do that. So that's what I'm up to right now. Oh, well, that's not bad at all. At least you're not staring at four walls, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I've done that. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, well, Randy, I, I, I wanted to tell you a quick story because I think I owe you 10 bucks and, and you're going to laugh when you, when you hear this. <laughs> all right. <laughs> when I was, uh, I guess maybe 13 years old or something in 1984. Mm -hmm. I remember distinctly they used to have those, those tape clubs, the Columbia house and the, the RCA one. And I remember distinctly ordering sign in please as one of them and never paying for it. And I remember getting it and I wore this tape out for a while. And, and ironically, my mom ended up stealing the tape from me cause she liked it and she wore it out too. So, so I think between myself and my mom, we owe you 10 bucks for stealing your tape. <laughs> no, no, I, I owe you 10 bucks cause yeah, I got two new, new people to listen to the album. That's awesome, man. That's way awesome. It's just, isn't it ironic that all these years later, we still remember those little things and with certain, with certain bands and certain music we remember exactly where we were when we when we first heard them oh that's that's never changed man i, I remember the first time i heard the beatles i went what the heck because I, I went from bluegrass and gospel music to rock and roll after that after i saw them on at Sullivan. so i understand that completely sure yeah it, it, it really is it's it's the power of music it really does infect your soul and and just kind of you know it, it ends up guiding most of us for most of our lives that absolutely does. Absolutely does. And it's like, uh, once it gets into your soul, you're kind of screwed. You know what I right. mean? You just uh, <laughs> got to keep listening and listening and listening and learning and learning. It's, it's, it's awesome. Sure. And it's even worse for you guys that actually pick up an instrument and play it, because then once you get that bug in you, that never goes away. Oh, God. Once you, once you step on stage and you see people enjoying what you're doing, it, it just takes it to a whole new level that, that you never knew you'd go to. It's um, it's an awesome, awesome thing. It's uh, one of the best art art forms there is. Sure, it's awesome, absolutely. Well, Randy, certainly, um, certainly, right now, you know that awesome piece has been taken away from you, but it hasn't slowed autograph down. You guys have new music that you're releasing, and um, you know, I, I would imagine as soon as the the doors open up, you guys will be right back out there on the concert circuit again. So why don't we start there and maybe talk a little bit about what the current state of autograph actually is. Okay, sure. Uh, what do you want to know? Well, let's start with the music. Um, you know what? I, I know there's the new song. Is that just a, a one-off single or is that part of a release that's coming out or? Well, it's, it's a one-off single for now, which will okay. probably, um, uh, be combined with other stuff we're writing now, because once we got Jimmy Bell in the band, Oh my God. The writing has just improved like insanely. It's, it's awesome. Sure. Definitely. And, and Jimmy, it's, Jimmy's an unbelievable, unbelievable guitar player. And probably one of the most, at least from, to my ears, one of the most underrated for a guy that plays the way he does. Oh, I, I totally agree. And then to watch what he does with 
he's so fluid. It's almost frightening. But he said, as a kid, once he picked up, he's a drummer like I was. I think we all started drums. And then the first time he picked up a guitar, he went, okay, that's it. I'm done. (laughs) And he's been doing that since he's like, you know, 11 years old. Sure. Now, now, um, obviously the reason he's there is because, uh, Steve Lynch left the band. Um, what, what happened with with that? Was he just tired of it and wanted to move on or, or family? I I think, I think he really honestly was uh, tired of just playing the same songs he's done all of his life, you know, and, uh, but he actually wants to go to another more of a uh, musical um, trip, you know, more of a guitar playing thing instead of songs and all that stuff. But, you know, good faith to him, man. He's, he's been a good friend to me for 30 some odd years. And I, I hope he does great, man. Sure. I do. Absolutely, man. But now, now autograph as, as a band, you guys obviously returned, you know, several years ago. Now it's not a new thing anymore. I mean, autograph. Oh God, no. You, you, you returned, <laughs> you re you retooled the lineup and you, and you've gone out there and, um, you know, you, you had like any other band, especially when you, when you reform with a different singer, you go through the, you go through the wars of people saying, well, it's not the same. And this and that, you know, every, every, it happens to every band that does it for you guys. How difficult has it been? How has the fan response been for you and the, the critical response, et cetera? Well, this, this is how I put it. And, uh, like, uh, Simon, our singer, he was from a uh, jailhouse too. So right. he's not no slack, slacker either. But he, he took some heat at first, but he's, you know, he's strong. And the reason we still call it autograph, because I'm the only one left. Right. <laughs> two, two, of the, two of the guys passed away already, and uh, um, the lead singer is doing commercials and stuff, and he didn't want to go back on. Right. So me and, Lent, me and Steve decided to go out and play again, just because we wanted to play again. It was fun. But now, well, what I want to tell people, go, it's not autograph. Yes, it is, because this is just a, a reforming of, the thought process, the, uh, the, you know, metal, but still with the harmonies. And it's like, if I, if we call ourselves anything else, we probably wouldn't even be booked. You know, yeah. it's tough out there. True. No, it, it, it's, it's, you know, there's a documentary that's out there called band versus brand. And it, and it is, it really is the definition of that. It's, it's, you know, is it the, is it a band or is it a brand? And really, you know, it, it sounds like you've accepted that it is the brand and, and that's okay. You know, I mean, no, it is. Yeah. You yeah. know, the, it is. It, it's a, 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 but what it is, it's, it's, we do a lot of the songs from the old albums, but plus we do the new stuff from our, our last album we released and the new stuff are coming up. But a lot of people will come up and say, this is not autograph. We'll go, How can you say it's not autograph? It's, this is the new step. That's just where we're going mm-hmm. right now. And, it's, 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 I, I understand there's a lot of memories for people. You know, I got laid the first time I heard turn on the radio and da 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 da. Right. But uh, I got I got no problem with that, which is great. But I I can't just sit by sit by the rest of my life and go, oh, we, we had a hit. You know, I want to play. I'm a, I'm a player. I'm a writer. I'm mm-hmm. I'm a singer. That I'm, I'm not just going to sit there and say, you know, I already did it already, so we're done. I'm, I'm going to quit playing music. You know, so that's just. It's just something you got to get used to. That's all. Sure. And you know, in, in 2020, just seeing how the whole industry is not just, not just you guys. I mean, certainly there's, there's a bunch of other bands that are, that fall into the same category as, as yours does with there's one, one original guy and, 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 you know, a retooled lineup around it. Do you think that the term band that, you know, that actual word now is outdated 
to the industry that we're in now because everybody associates it just with lineup, with the people in the lineup. And quite frankly, the term band in the way most people consume music now has more to do with the songs. It's it's the batch of songs that you bring to the to the mix more than it is the you know the four guys that were together 40 years ago in in a garage somewhere yeah absolutely it's uh there's so many great uh, musicians out there and it's really fun going out and playing with the guys that i kind of grew up with in la sure. you know and you know like great white and um the slaughter and i mean we just have a great time on the road now but we all have changed we've all changed members it's some people don't want to do it anymore. Some people have passed on. Some people just go, I'll never get out, get in a tour bus ever again. Right. And so it's like getting together a, a whole band from back like 35 years ago because people have businesses and stuff. It's, it's really tough. It's just, it's just tough. It is. No, it definitely is. Do you think for autographs specifically that the MTV success of like Turn Up the Radio and Blondes and Black Cars as well mm-hmm over-associated autograph with Steve Plunkett instead of all of you guys for the sole reason of the orange hair. Yeah, yeah, probably, you know, but at, at that time we were just glad because I, I had just gotten off the tour with Lita Ford. Uh, right. We went and played Europe with Randy Castile who went on with, um, with Ozzy. And it was just like, I, I liked playing in three-piece bands. I really did. But when I got the call from Plunkett, which I was in a band called Wolfgang which, for six years in Los Angeles, so it's like me and him have known each other forever. And so it's it just, I, I knew it was going to be a Plunkett's thing because he's just that forward guy. You know, mm-hmm. he's just, it, uh, I mean, I didn't even know half the guys in the band when we got, got in a Winnebago and went to uh, play our first gig ever with Van Halen <laughs> in Hollywood, Florida uh, for 14,000 people. <laughs> Jeez. No, <laughs> no pressure there, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah, we were learning the songs in the Winnebago drive in there. It's like, oh, my God, we had to pass a hat just to get enough gas money to get there. So it was fun. <laughs> no question. Yeah. And then you guys obviously, you know, right, went right on from there. You know, and I don't want to focus all on the past at all, but I, I'm just curious okay. when when Turn Up the Radio got as massive as it did and and. It, Hey, I, I can't imagine that even you guys expected it, but when it, when it happened, were you just like, Jesus, what in the fuck is going on here? You know, because everything I'm sure changed so fast for you. Yeah. It's like, I was still uh, memorizing the names of the guys in the band and there's like three Steve's. <laughs> even I was confused. <laughs> I was in the band. And yeah, I, I remember hearing it for the, when it first came out, it didn't do that well. It really didn't. Right. And then the DJs, the DJs started using it as their opening song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like, it just kept going and kept going and kept going. And then from there, it hit the top 20. It's like, what? Yeah, you're right. We all were like going, we thought that song was dead. What the heck? Yeah. And so, we, yeah, we, we were just as surprised as anybody was. And it was the last song we'd written for the album, too. And RCA did not want to put it out. We said, nah, we're not going to write anymore. Just put it now. Put it on the album. <laughs> what was typical their, typical stuff what was their justification for not wanting to put that song i mean it's such a such a hook filled song you think that would be exactly what record executives would have wanted well what it was is uh we had our first uh version of i mean the song honestly took about 45 minutes to write it was right. one of those we, we just started off with a jam and uh this guy said i Lynn said i got this and then plunkett said i got this and and next thing you know it was almost done uh except for the lyrics and 
we said, okay, we're all tired. We, we were right. We were already touring and we were trying to write an album at the same time. And we were just done. It was just, this is it. This is all we're going to do. This, this song is going to happen. And then the demo kind of sucked. <laughs> so, so I could see why they thought that. But boy, once we, I got in the studio and played it, man, you know, as a musician and a writer, mm-hmm. that magic just happened. You know what I mean? You just know it when it happens. And you wish it would happen all the time. But yeah, first time we heard it back, it was incredible. We went, uh-uh, this is a hit. Right. And, so and, it was pretty cool. And am I wrong in thinking that that was the the lone song, at least on that album, that you all like had songwriting credit for? It was the only true yeah. collaborative song, right? Yeah, it was. It, it, because it was. It was, it, that was. It's like, I don't know. I, me and the drummer was um, just playing around. It feels like the first time, you know, from okay. Florida. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, it's just that dong 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 stuff, just like turn up the radio thing. And then that's it's it's just amazing when it falls together like that. It's crazy, but that uh, most of the time is Plunkett wrote almost. You know, he was on everything right. because he's a great song. He's a great songwriter. That's why he works in the business uh, doing commercials and TV stuff. And he's uh, he's where he really wants to be. So that's you know more power to him too. Sure. There's no hate here. This is all good. It's Absolutely. All good. You know, I always I always thought about you guys' band that while Turn Up the Radio, obviously, it's hard to say that it was the wrong song to release because it certainly has stood 40 years and is still a, you know, a massive sing-along song. But I always felt like they really missed the boat on some of the other songs on, on that oh, album. I, 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 I mean, for me, there were at least four other songs that I liked. But I loved Cloud 10. I loved Deep End. Mm-hmm. In the night was a great song, you know. It, it, my girlfriend's boyfriend isn't me. I I thought would have had, especially at that time, would have had that funny, yeah. that funny crossover thing. And it just seemed like they didn't market the right songs to keep the momentum going for you guys. No, what what happened as usual is uh, we we had an A and R guy who used to be in the Zombies. He's a guitar player, um, and uh, he really, really, really liked us. And we were first going to do, um, Sinner to Me was going to be our first single. Okay. And, uh, and uh, we, we thought that was really cool. But then the song that everyone hated, it said, well, let's put this one out and do a you know, $300,000 video on it. And we said, oh, uh, okay, sure, why not? And so I, I wish we would have done, done it that way. And then, because that way you can build up, you know, like a, a hit, hit sure. after hit after hit. Instead of like, I mean, turn up the radio. I mean, it's still like in the top fifty of all time anthems. It's right. like insane. <laughs> yeah, and and, and but but it, it also limited you from ever reaching that that point again because like like blondes and black cars to me is a catchier song Great. than turn up the radio. But it, I agree. I but it just didn't get that. It it wasn't the same, so people were like, well, it's not quite that, you know. And and it didn't. Yeah. It just didn't impact it. It. it it really, I think you're hitting it right on the head. If they would have not gone with the with the the most catchy song, maybe you guys ever wrote, then yeah, you, you, you probably would have had had a much much more elongated career. You know, it's um, you can always look back and go, "I wish we did that." Sure. Did but to be honest with you, I'm glad I got I got one of those. I've always in my whole life wanted to be on American Bandstand, which. I got to do, and I always wanted to have a, a, a top 20 song, which I got to do, and I got to tour with some of my best friends back in the 80s with Molly Crew and, and Aerosmith and Hart, and I'm, I just, 
there's nothing about it I I, I hated. It was just oh, yeah. really fun. You know, it, it's, it's like, but you know, looking back, you go, yeah, that probably would have been better. You know, like Dawkins did, mm-hmm. where the first couple songs were okay, and then they got better and better and better. Sure. So, sure. So it's just it was it, back at, and also at that time around '86, '87, every freaking band in Hollywood got signed, and so there's just almost got trampled on in the middle of, of the craziness. Right. Well, and and, and and I mean, really, just looking back, there's there's 100,000 guitar players out there and, and just musicians in general that would kill to have anybody pay attention to them at all. And here you guys came and, and you know, within no time at all, you had a number one hit. You're on tour playing with Van Halen and Motley Crue. Yep. It's like I know, right? in the heyday. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's an amazing, it's... It, it's an amazing, it's weird because there's a couple of bands right at that same time that had that same bang and it was just, ha- my, um, quite right. Same thing. I mean, they were, they, oh, yeah, yeah. they had kicked yeah, around yeah. for a while, but they went from nobody knowing who they were to, you know, the biggest band in the world for a minute in like no time. Well, they were the ones that, that broke up in the Hollywood scene. They right. were, cause I, I know Kevin, I knew Kevin really, really well and Frankie Benelli cause I, played on a lot of stuff that Frankie had done. Sure. In fact, I auditioned for Quiet Riot when I was in Wolfgang, about, probably about, nine, uh, I guess about 1979, something like that. Okay. Before they really took us. And, and I just said, uh, I was doing the other band, so I never did. So I could have been in Quiet Riot, too. But it would have changed the history of, of rock and roll a little bit. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, man. Well, well, Randy, let's move forward to today. I, I know we're skipping a whole lot of time there, but let's let's jump to That's today right. because I, I definitely want to talk about this new single, "Souls on Fire." Cool mm-hmm. song, man. It's it's a cool song. It's it fits today's world, you know. So so talk a little bit about about this song and and you know putting it together. Well, but uh, uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Bell had sent us because um, the guy just writes. And can't stop. Right. <laughs> so he's always sending us something. And he sent us um, this track. And we went, oh, that's pretty cool. And then uh, Simon goes, I, I think I have lyrics to that. And this is like our first collaboration with a new, with a new guy. Mm-hmm. And it's, talk about stupid magic. It was just, when, when we put it down and we tracked it, we went, no, yeah, this is going to be fun. And it's going to be a great album, too. It's like this formulation of the four of us right now is... I don't think I've ever been happier with a band, especially live too. It's unbelievable. You haven't seen us live yet, have you? With I, the new, the new I have not. Um, you know, I'm in Cleveland, and to my knowledge, you have not come here since since you. I, I don't since '85. I think. Yeah, it's been a. I was going to say I have not seen you guys, but you know, with, with Souls on Fire, real quick, I you know, you guys are doing something that's amazingly cool, especially at this time, which is donating part of the proceeds yeah. from it. To you know, to frontliners, to healthcare workers, that's a that's a big offering considering that the pandemic has, you know, has basically kind of put you guys on the sideline where you're not out there doing yeah. what you do either. So you know, bravo to you guys for stepping up and supporting, you know, seeing the bigger picture. I guess. Well, it's it's uh, you know, every person is a person, and it's like what's going to uh, everything right now. I mean, people are having a hard time with all this stuff, mm. but those nurses and doctors and stuff, it's like, hi, walk into the fire, you know, <laughs> just walk right. into the fire and stay there for a while. Yeah. I, I bow down to them. I really do. They're unbelievable people. No, no question about that, man. 
Well, here, here's, here's, a, here's a question that has nothing to do with music at all, but um, I am a coffee guy, and uh-huh. I, am a, I have tried your coffee. I have had a, uh-huh. I've had a bag of the get-off-your-ass coffee, and it is, mm-hmm. it is a nice blend. I personally would not rate it over Ellison's Roast in Peace blend, but, <laughs> but I, I did enjoy it, and I'm curious where you stand. Do you think that your, that your brand is better than the Ellison brand? Oh, I would never say that. I mean, that's... <laughs> 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 no, what we should do is uh, combine them and just make it the EMP uh, coffee blend. <laughs> so no, no, no one would be more famous than the other. <laughs> right. <laughs> no question. How did, how did you guys get into the whole coffee thing? Was it just because you guys started working with Dave and that was something yeah, that came uh, up? Yeah, it kind of was. Yeah, it's just kind of like one of the plans. We also have a barbecue sauce. We have a bunch of stuff. You know, we're branding. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, they go, do you, would you like to have a coffee named after you? And I, we went, yeah. <laughs> and it, I, I, I like it, too. In fact, you're right. I like, I like, I, I like his too. I hate to admit it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, well, Randy, obviously the, the pandemic does have everybody sitting at home. And, you know, just from talking to you, I, I'm imagining that even, even though you're in a nice place in Florida, you're still going mm-hmm. crazy because you'd rather oh, God, be yeah. – You'd rather be in whatever city tonight playing, playing wherever just to be playing, you know, talk, talk a little bit about how you guys collectively have been coping and keeping in touch with each other and moving forward. Well, writing, I mean, that's how we keep in touch. And plus we talk to each other all the time because we're like, you know, friends, really good friends. And the one thing that really drove us all crazy is that Jimmy only got to play four gigs with us. And he's like, losing his mind right now going it was so fun and now we don't get to do anything it's yes so but but we keep our minds together because we know this will eventually be done and it will get back out there and kick ass no question man well uh, well dude obviously the new autograph single is um is available now where can people go to uh to get the single and to keep up with the band what i would do is go to autographband.com that's where we have our website and you can just check out our touring dates when they happen. <laughs> and you can order stuff. You can order stuff uh, from our market. Get your copy there. Get your T-shirts. Get your hats. Um, and you can get the song there, too. Awesome. Well, what do you say we, we play the song and let the people hear it for themselves? How's that? That'd be excellent, my friend. All right. Well, then let's do it right now. This is Souls on Fire. It's autographed right here on your classic metal show.